Welcome back to Practice Builder, and just as a reminder, this is a podcast dedicated to empowering medical brands to transform their patient encounters into realized revenue. Today, we are guestless, which means Kamar and George are by themselves. Who knows what that's a recipe for? Whether it's chaos or a good conversation, you're welcome to tag along. So please sit back, listen, and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Practice Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Kamar Dijarnett, along with George Fisher. And um, George, it's crazy right now, right? When you think about it, um, you know, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, everything was shutting down and we were talking about two or three weeks, turned into 12, 18 months. Um, But now things are starting to open up. And, you know, from what you've been seeing, how has that been uh, impacting the healthcare field? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have a lot of clients in healthcare and a lot of contacts in healthcare outside of the clients. And everyone is, you know, every every company, every business, every specialty has different seasonality. You know, like if you're a surgeon, your peak season is kind of October, November, December, when people's deductibles have run out and they're they're looking to get free surgery, quote unquote. So a lot of people have different kind of peak seasons throughout the year. Yep. But what we're seeing is no matter what specialty you're in, the peak season is now. At least the mini peak season is now. You have states opening up, even places like California, more liberal states that are, you know, prone to be shut down or yep. opened up. We have, you know, stimulus money in people's pockets that they're waiting to spend. Uh, you have a lot of the country, <clears throat> I think over 50% now in most of the states vaccinated. Yeah. You have people more willing to go out, not as weary about healthcare facilities that may have COVID and all that sorts of stuff. Yeah. So we're just seeing across the board, <clears throat> excuse me, we're seeing more demand uh, for healthcare services in general, just like with everything else, um, but especially in, in medical and some of those stimulus checks, you know, people are making purchases that they've, um, that they've held off on. Right. And, you know, some of that could be elective procedures or taking care of health things that maybe they they've let slack for the last three, six months. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's crazy too. Cause I'm, you know, I, I'm deep into, you know, the stock market as well, you know, big Tesla guy and, you know, a lot of things they're talking, they're talking about the stimulus, they're talking about inflation and they're also talking about, you know, the chip shortage, you know, that's impacting, you know, not only companies like Apple's with PCs, but also, you know, the Tesla's, the Ford's, uh, GM, and, you know, it's almost like, you know, some companies uh, practice just in time, that type of inventory. And then you went from a, a point where, you know, th- things weren't allowed to have 100% occupancy or 100% capacity. You know, you're talking about 25, 30%. Sometimes you go up to 50, then you go back down. And now it's like all of a sudden, to your point, peak season. Everybody wants a car, you know, uh, people's got that money and now they want to get their teeth adjusted. They want to, you know, check on, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, they were urinating too frequently and, you know, now they want to get that checked out and they feel more comfortable about actually doing it. And, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of clients that just aren't really prepared for kind of that boost you know, inactivity, right? You know, um, from a marketing standpoint, have they let people back into the office? Some people have, but it's a slow process, you know? So, and then, you know, we've been so busy because 
it's training, you know, in a new environment. And I think a lot of the practices are starting to realize that, hey, as big as we are, we've got to make sure that, you know, the people that we have are ready, you know, but also skilled to work in the new environment, provide that customer service, understand how to make customers feel comfortable, you know, whether it's waiting in the lobby, whether it's calling the schedule. So, you know, all of these things is like somewhat unprecedented, but at this point, you're right. I mean, this is the peak of all peaks um, just because of the reopening and how that's playing in. Yeah, hundred percent. There's a lot of demand out there in the market and there's some, you know, we're starting to see some trends that people, people thought were going to be a trend that are no longer a trend. And people are, People are getting back to business. You know, one example that's telehealth. I haven't heard the words telehealth in the last that. three months. Not a single time. Yeah. A single person. Uh, you know, unless their business was always telehealth, right? If business was always right. telehealth, sure. they're, obviously they're talking about telehealth. But all these brick and mortar businesses, like I haven't even heard the word telehealth mentioned um, because people understand that they're getting back to business. And, you know, a lot of the hype around telehealth was just, you know, survival mode, survival mode and just people's sanity being able to deal with the fact that their office was closed. How are they going to make an income? If you don't embrace telehealth at the time, what are you going to do? How are you going to face that reality? But now. Quick quick question for you, too, because we spoke about this a lot. A lot of people that we spoke to thought that this telehealth was not only going to get you through the pandemic, but it was also going to be something that was going to live, be vibrant post pandemic. So, there, you know, there's a stock teledoc that went from like 400 all the way down to like 120. And then even what you're saying is like nobody's talking about it. Do you think it's gone? Like, do you think it'll evaporate? No, I don't think it's gone. I just think that it was it was overhyped out of necessity. You know, during the pandemic, people needed to have a something they were going to focus on that wasn't brick and mortar traditional business. You know, I'll leave sure. an example everyone will be familiar with um, around Walmart. So Walmart and a lot of these other big box retailers, they now have curbside pickup. So right. that stemmed just out of the pandemic. Hey, you don't want to come into the Walmart and we're already kind of our e doing what our e is doing, but we're not Amazon. We have brick and mortar billions and billions of dollars we need to replace. Let's do in-store pickup. Sure. And they have in-store uh, in, uh, curbside pickup. You can order online and just drive there and put the goods in, right? And it seems great in theory. Oh my God, this is the future of shopping. Every Walmart I go to, nobody's in the reserved spots for the online pickup and everyone's in the store. Yeah. So it, it's kind yeah. of that exact same example. Like, are some people using in-store pickup? Yes. But 90% are just going back to what they already did, which was going in the store and then doing the shopping. So Telehealth is kind of similar with a lot of these practices that went to pivot to telehealth. Like, yes, some patients are going to want telehealth. And yes, for the providers, it may be more convenient uh, and more uh, business appropriate based on margins with less overhead and things of that nature. But the reality is it'll, it'll be there, but it's still going to be a small portion of your business. You know, if you were if you were 95% brick and mortar before, you're going to be 90% brick and mortar now, you know? Do, do you think those things may be seasonal, right? Because even with the vaccine, I hear people talking about a boost you know, maybe in flu season and things may, you know, kind of rise and fall or go up and down. You know, I'm wondering if maybe, you know, tele- Teladoc might pick back up during flu-, flu season, curbside pick up. And then, you know, once everybody has their booster shot, you know, things go back down. Or is it possible that a lot of what's happening now is just that rush of, hey, we can go outside. I'm tired of being cooped up. 
And then, you know, maybe that rush that dies down and maybe instead of a 95-5, maybe it flattens out the 60-40. Yeah, I don't know. You know, just, just kind of things that you yeah. kind of wonder. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like people People's memory is kind of short. Like, go back to 2018, 2017, 2015. Like, no one he said, oh, man, like, I'm only going out because I've been cooped up. Like, that's just what it was. Like, and people forget, like, that's how it normally is. Like, mm -hmm. 95% of the industry is you go to the doctor and talk to them. Now, there's obviously certain ailments that lend themselves better to that, right? If you have sinus infections, mental health, you know, basic stuff where show me your lab results from Quest or LabCorp, get on a telehealth, check them out prescribe some stuff that's right. you know like trt is a good example of that testosterone replacement therapy that industry is going online and most likely will stay online but that's an this is a small example in a big ocean right um but we are we are seeing you know I, I do think people will will still use telehealth um but i think a lot of the practices that shifted to it out of necessity they're going back to business um the other the other side of the coin is the reimbursement yep and, you know, it's all fun and games when you can literally have a telephone call and bill it and you don't even have to have a video call. You know, th that's going away. The government is just like the insurance companies. They're the largest insurance company and they're not going to waste money. So if you think for a second that they're going to let you just have a phone call with a client and take your word for it and give you money, like that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's going to stop. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great point. I want to circle back to the reimbursement, but the quick question I have for you too is a lot of people consider Google, you know, a good reopening stock. Have you been seeing an influx in people going back to marketing and, you know, just being more willing to spend in marketing? Absolutely. There's definitely, you know, people realize there's demand out there. They want to be positioned to take advantage of it. Um, and, you know, everyone has, you know, cut their marketing. Everyone has cut their training. You know, there's a couple of things that oh, people always cut, you know, and marketing is number one and training is number two. And, yeah, yeah, pretty uh, much. you know, so <laughs> what's interesting is all these, all this demand is out there. People have been off for months and it's kind of created this even playing field where if you were getting crushed by a competitor, if maybe your marketing wasn't on point in the past, now's an opportunity where everyone's kind of starting from scratch because everyone's been off. And right. so, you know, the people that stayed on through it, they got uh, some benefits because, you know, a lot of these online advertising platforms are auctions. So the less people bidding to get to get patients, to get calls, the cheaper the cost is. So there's been some people that have stayed in um, and seen the benefit of that, but it's the even playing field. So it's a time to reset and to figure out, hey, if we're starting from scratch, if our competitors are starting from scratch, uh, you know, we're at the starting line, the guy or girl's about to fire off the gun and we're ready to race, you know, get your ducks in a row. And um, a couple of things you want to do to make sure that you uh, are, are well positioned to do that. You know, the number one tip that I would give listeners is make sure you understand the math behind your patient acquisition and your business. So, you know, what is a patient worth to you? Uh, lifetime value. What is a patient worth, you know, first two, three months in the practice? And from there, you know, what are you willing to pay to acquire a patient based on your margins? You know, because the, the name of the game when it comes to marketing is understanding these numbers and more importantly, being able to the scale, right? It's it's all about scale versus your competitors so you can get more market share. The challenge becomes if you don't understand what your patients are worth in dollars, 
and you don't understand how much you're willing to pay to acquire a patient and someone else does, they're naturally going to be able to scale faster, right? It's like, just because they know, you know, if, 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 if I, if every time I give you $50, I get a patient and I know I'm going to make Y dollars at the end, I'll give you that $50 an infinite amount of time right. versus the practice that's unsure. Well, if I get a patient for $50, I don't really know if I'm going to make money. You know, which one of those two practices is going to put more money into marketing and, and, and sure. it's going to quickly snowball and it's going to get back, you know, right back in the same hands. I was, you know, you mentioned kind of finances, the stock market and whatnot. I was uh, heard somewhere recently that, you know, if if we redistributed all the wealth in the world, that very shortly after that, it would go right back into the same hands that it is now. Uh, wow. You know, like, you know, think about all these people like Bill, the Bill Gates and the Elon Musk right. and, you know, uh, the guy in Brazil that has a telecom company, like all these like billion, billion, billion dollar people, like they're going to do it again. And right. everyone else is going to take the same actions that they most likely took. And it's similar with the market share with these medical practices. Even if you kind of started a relatively even playing field, everyone is starting marketing again. Patients are coming back in. I haven't seen my doctor in a year. Maybe I'm considering a different doctor now. If you reset the playing field, if you don't change what you were doing pre-pandemic, that market share and those patients are going to go right back to the same practices that they were at. And your practice is going to be the exact same place that you're at. Right. Yeah, it's almost like everybody's had an opportunity to press the reset button. New game, you know, um, everybody's got their 30 men from Contra and, um, you know, what are you going to do with them? And um, some people are going to learn and take advantage of what they learned. And like you said, some people are going to do the exact same thing that they've always done and somehow potentially blame the results on something outside of themselves. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that's 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 great stuff right there. Yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned Google. And uh, it has a kind of turnaround stock and all this and that. You know, we are seeing a lot of clients going back to Google. If you if you look at the number one and number two places to get patients uh, from the internet in terms of direct response, meaning I know exactly where they came from. We're not talking about branding, uh, traditional media, just straight up. Um, I served someone an ad; they immediately came a patient. I can track that. Uh, it's Google and Facebook. That's that's it. Everyone else is just, you know, uh, trying to play the game. It's it's 95% those two players. Um, even a lot of these other companies, you know, you have ZocDoc, you have WebMD, you have all these different companies. They're, you know, they're a piece of sand on, on the world's beach. You know what I'm saying? The rest of it is Google and Facebook. Um, so, you know, if you're not advertising on those places, uh, and there's some other strategies we can get into in another episode, but if you're not if you're not advertising on Google and Facebook and making that work for your practice and getting patients in uh, at an effective rate and a scalable rate, you definitely need to look into that because the bigger practices, the successful practices, uh, they certainly are. Nice. All right. That works. I got to get to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. Good stuff. We'll do it again sometime. Talk to you later, man. Get better. Yep. Later. episode was brought to you in part by Engine Systems and Chief Digital Marketers. For more information on topics discussed, you can visit engine.systems or chiefdigitalmarketers.com. Join us next week and every week after for more innovative and actionable advice.